And now, our feature presentation. Also going to do that, and I already did. Okay. Three, two. Hello, everybody. Welcome to... Uh, hold on. Let me do that again. It's been a while since we've done this. That's fine. Cinema shot. Three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Cinema Shot. I'm your host, Ben, a.k.a. The Marvelous Iggy. And joining me is... Uh, Tyler... Tyler... Oh god, Tyler! You got something in your fucking ear, man. Oh, do I? Is it is it an earwig, um, or is that? That's too an earwig. That's too specific. But whatever. Um, hello, everybody. We are now here at the uh, finally, at least at the time, uh, Studio Ghibli Studio Ghibli release, uh, which is Earwig and the Witch, and oh boy, it is a doozy. Um, after God, how many movies? Twenty plus. Movies of beautiful, at least a dozen. Yeah, at least more than a dozen, at least two dozen. Um, Animated, uh, hand drawn, and then after two thousand one, with assistance of with uh, with computers. Now we now Ghibli is seemingly leaving that realm, at least for this movie. Because I there's a new movie coming out this year that I haven't seen any trailers on. Um, But this is their first officially full. 3D adaptation. So normally, I'm, I would ask, you know, what of our experiences with this, but since this is most released, I'm going to ask this question instead. Tyler, how do you feel about Ghibli going 3D? Uh, it is a bit jarring. Um, though I can understand that this is probably either like a budgetary kind of deal because this is kind of coming off the heels of COVID nineteen, uh, pretty much um, making itself known across the world. Um, but it was kind of off-putting at first. But uh, as we go as we go into the movie further, it kind of did grow on me a little. I'll I'll, I'll agree. Um, that's for sure. I'll I'll I'll, I'll give it that. Um, yeah. So the next one, the next movie that comes, it's supposed to come out is How Do You Live? Uh, other be than out we in don't. Japan in July. Yeah, Japan in July. So that's the next one. So about three years. By the way, the last year you gave me a movie when Marnie was there was released in 2015. Oh, how the world changes uh, yeah. in, be- in between those years. Um, but let's go ahead and run down the cast. Uh, of course, in Japan, this was Hepburn, Aya uh, to Majo, Majo, or Aya and the Witch, because uh, the main character is Aya, not Earwig. Um, this was uh, based on a uh, gra- on a on a uh, book. Called Aragon Witch by Diane Wynne Jones, who is a British novelist. Um, this was directed by Goro Miyazaki, who I believe that's Hayao Miyazaki's son. Yep, this um, is her movie. Yeah, uh, and uh, of course, this is uh, this was released first at a festival in October 2020. So, and then it got an if a uh, a premiere in Tokyo on December 30th, and an actual the actual release is 2021. Uh, which was August 27th, so I had numerous showings. Um, and our cast, and we'll be reading the English versions of this, uh, Earwig is played by Taya, 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 Taylor Page Henderson, Bella Yaga is played by Vanessa Marshall, The Magic is played by Richard E. Grant, Thomas the Cat is voiced by Dan Stevens, uh, Earwig's mother, who is never given a name, uh, is voiced by Casey Musgraves, who I actually know of. And I won't read the other characters because they're all relatively minor bit players. Who, you know, no offense to them, but they're not their main cast. So, okay, no spoilers, no, no first impressions. Earwig and the Witch, Tyler, go. 
Uh, based on the poster, which we have pulled up here, and which you can easily see on the HBO Max page, I figure this would be like a whimsical, um, like, musical kind of movie, where, you know, obviously Witch is in the title, so, and they're playing music, so they're probably going to incorporate the magic of music in some way, shape, or form, and I'm kind of right on that assumption, but also yeah. kind of not. Yeah. Um, I was more perturbed, but, like, how is this... I was more worried, I'm like... Because just looking at that poster, I'm looking at the main one, where it's it's just uh, it's just Earwig looking in the hallway, and you have Thomas. It just... It's, it's just... I think it's because we're so accustomed to their beautiful animation, or, or just or just Miyazaki's style. Not just the animation, but just their aesthetics, that it doesn't immediately fit right. It, do, it feels wrong. I know that's, that's messed up to say, and you're probably right that the reason why they did this movie, to get it out, to get something out, is because of, you know, they haven't had a movie since 2015, and, you know, COVID was everywhere. And... In just the first impressions, uh, without spoiling, uh, very charming. It, it still has that Gilly magic. Is it as I do think the CGI kind of hurts it at points, but it's not a soulless movie. I, um, I was exp- like, I was like, oh man, is this gonna feel like a Disney Pixar thing? Like, no, it's it's distinctly Ghibli, even though it's in the CGI style. I just think our brains are so conditioned to uh, to see that that hand drawn style. And to see this fully animation that not everything works, but most of it does, I think. Yeah, I will say this movie definitely has its own charm. Um, and it definitely does have that Ghibli sensibility. Um, though, with that said, I I will go as far as to say this is definitely not one of their strongest homes, but by a long shot. No, no, unfortunately. Unfortunately, Goro Miyazaki uh, has directed some of their least like... In fact, I think the Rotten Tomato is 29%. And I think I think a lot of it is probably is the CGI. I guarantee a lot of it because it probably is, um, you know, and which is unfortunate. Uh, but the last time he did was Tales of Ursi, which was forty three percent, and then the one he did after that. Which one did he do after that? Ah, um, uh, shit! It was the uh, he did he did it wasn't um, was it up on Poppy Hill? I think it was Poppy Hill. No, yeah, he like co he like co directed. It was like three different people. Uh, like, yeah, 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 he did. He did up on Poppy Hill, which which we liked. We liked on Poppy Hill, despite you know the incest storyline, um, or potential incest storyline. So, what is Earwig and the Witch? Well, Earwig and the Witch is about a witch with red hair because she's never given a name for oddly enough, and she is on the run just randomly with a baby, um, and um. And this car has and teeth she, in the front. It, car has teeth. That's a Ghibli movie. Uh, that's another thing where it's like that would have felt cooler in a in a Ghibli movie, like just traditional animation. Um, and she seemingly uh, her this she, the, this redhead witch woman uh, seemingly has this baby, and unfortunately she has to give the baby up because she is being hunted by these twelve uh, twelve witches. Um, and she leaves her with a note, and it's actually pretty sad, because when you see Earwig, she's not bundled up, she's actually trying to crawl off the steps, you know, because she, like, the baby's old enough to realize, like, hey, my mom just left me, um, I want my mom. So, Earwig is basically taken into this orphanage where she grows up to be, I don't know if they ever say her age, but she looks like about six, seven years old, maybe, young, young kid, you know, and she lives in this orphanage, she's kind of like the life of the orphanage, 
Um, she's a little eccentric, and like one of her early lines is that, "Oh, I hope you find a severed head instead of a towel's uh, instead of a, a tower bell up there." Uh, she has a cowardly friend named Custard, who's always scared because that you know it's Custard, coward. You know, if you U.S. history, um, at least I think that's the point. I could be I could be wrong in the translation to name him Custard, um, or maybe but, uh, uh, although, maybe the justification maybe... is that um, yellow is pretty much slang for cowardice. Like, True, because he doesn't. Like, yeah, because also he doesn't have a Japanese name. So I watched this in English. So I was, maybe his just name is Custard. So uh, unbeknownst to uh, to Earwig or Erica Wig, as she is renamed by the God, the snooty British woman, like oh, it's not a proper name. Uh, so she's given the name Erica Wig, and shortly as we fast forward, uh, she has adopted who would be known as Bella Yaga, which is. Supposed to be a play on Baba Yaga, the uh, the Russian uh, witch um, of legend um, that we've all heard the legend of Baba Yaga, even if you're not Russian or Eastern European. And Baba Yaga, along with her servant, the Mandrake, who is clearly a de- like some kind of creature with those ears, is like that's that's a fucking demon. Um, they adopt her, take her away, and it's pretty much almost like I hate to say it, like a Harry Potter situation, except she's not as mean. Um, and she pretty well. She's mean, and pretty much, uh, Bella Yaga wants to use Earwig not as like a to be a family or anything, but like, hey, I have a lot of shit to do. I need extra hands. Uh, and she pretty much is into force. Uh, I don't want to say slavery because that's too harsh. Because she does get meals and well, she does get meals and everything. She's relatively she treated relatively okay, um, but definitely forced servitude for sure. Um, to serve it, and then along the lines, it, as we go through it, it's about pretty much Earwig learning about witches, wanting to be a witch, what does this mysterious tape titled Earwig mean, why is the Mantric always pissed, why is he so easily agitated, um, and then the history of Bella Yaga, the Mandrake, and Earwig's mother. Um, and until, uh, eventually it all ends in a happy ending. Um, I, man, I gotta tell you, I'm gonna, I hate that this is going out like this, but it felt like, this was an hour and a half movie and I felt like I was there for two hours. Is that, is that fair to say? I honestly felt the opposite. I felt like it went by way too quickly. Like, at around the, um... Well, I want to say the halfway point uh, where uh, Earwig is trying to figure out uh, all on her own and uh, trying to pretty much get her uh, contemporaries to be agreeable to her. That's when it starts to kind of get interesting. But then the movie ends, and I'm like, wait, that is there more movie after this? What's going on here? See, it's I think it's because they spent so long. A lot of it is just her like plotting... And her, like, plodding along, helping Bella Yaga, just kind of going anywhere, just dealing with whatever bullshit she has to deal with. And it just, I felt, and I think I felt it only because I knew it was an hour and a half, so I knew they weren't going to go anywhere with it. And, like, it, it just felt too, I don't know, I could see both options, but, like, I just was uninterested. And now, now, now that being said, uh, Earwig as a character, I really liked her. She was a lot of fun. She had that, that, that Ghibli spunk that most of their female characters have. And generally, I loved her facial expressions whenever she would express something that disgusted her. 
Um, yeah, those are they hilarious. Were real... Those are the those those are the moments that made me turn to the CGI a bit. Yeah, exactly. Those 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 are fantastic. But it just like it just felt so okay. I know not every single Ghibli movie is this bombastic adventure with castles and shit. They're not. They're far from it. But there's a sense of adventure. And I know I'm, it's not fair to compare every other movie, but, like, you have to. Like, I feel like we have to. This just felt so small. And I understand why, but, like, it just felt so timid and just, like, like not ashamed. Not ashamed. That's not the right word. Just, there was no grand epic scale. For what the story that it's kind of trying to tell. Exactly. Um, it like like it all takes place in this tiny little house. I mean, you get the orphanage at the beginning. You know, they go to the garden outside for a little bit, but for the most part, it just it lacks anything big. No spectacle. Even when like something does happen, when like the mandrake opens his door or like turns the entire wall into hit into his face, that's cool. But like that's so tiny. It just it just doesn't hit for me. Um, and it's pretty much her just trying to escape. But like the thing is, is that. I don't ever feel bad for Earwig because she's like she's just kind of she's a girl who rolls legit just as the girl who rolls with the punches. Yeah, I was kind of shocked by that honestly. Like, like this. Okay, like okay. I when when you saw by the way, great the, the one thing you can tell is a Ghibli movie is the cinematography. Like the cinematography definitely is still Ghibli esque, um, based on how they do things. But like the second um, Baba Yaga gets her inside the house. And reveals she's a witch. Eorig just goes, "Okay, cool. So I will help you, but you get to teach me magic." And the and Yaga never agrees, but she goes, "Okay, get in there. Just get in there to reveal their her ugly ass kitchen or workstation." Um, but it's like at no point does, it, and I don't know whether to like that or not. But I kind of like it more. But it just felt so jarring that like she's not like. Uh, I want to go, leave me, I want to leave my friend. She just accepts it and just like, all right, this is a challenge. Yeah, no other protagonist in this position would uh, go out like this. Right, it's so weird. Um, that being said, like, I think I think my biggest complaint is her mother is only in two scenes. And yeah. that three scenes, two scenes and a montage. And they never, like, okay, I, I could have sworn that I would have kind of hoped, like, okay, baby, she drops the uh, earwig off. Earwig decides to escape from Baba Yaga to go look for her mother because she finds out that's her mother. Um, and, uh, and, and it never happens. Um, which is so odd to me. Like, why set up that mystery on why she left? And even in the flashback sequence where we. We find out, like, they were in a band together, which, you know, Casey Musgrave, she actually is a, she's a platinum recording artist. Um, uh, she's from, she's from our state. Uh, only reason I know about her is because she did a, uh, homage concert in Houston to Selena. So, that's how I know her. And she's a really great yes. singer. Um, so, like, I, I was like, okay, cool. But it's, it, but she's not British, so, like, when she talks, it's still her, but she doesn't have British euphemism. She's just talking, and that's not her fault. That's hers. Like, you're not gonna, you, they hired her for the singing. That's, that's why. She's great at that part. But, I don't know if it's because she was busy. I have to assume that, or just the budgetary reasons. But, like, she comes, flashback sequence, okay, they were in a band, and then you try, maybe we're gonna find out why she left. Oh, the 12 witches drafted me. That's it. 
What did she do? Why are the 12 witches after her? And then she's like, she slaps, she gets slapped by Bella Yaga for breaking up the band. And she may or may not have been in love with the Vandrake, which that answers a whole bunch of questions. Don't keep shame, but like, that answers a whole, that, I want to know much about that. And then, after <laughs> Earwig gets, you know, pretty much done to act like a family by like using magic and shit. And <laughs> starts basically acting like the spoiled, prin- the spoiled princess, like, like she wants to be treated. Her mom just shows up. I'm like, w-. and the movie just ends. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, I was completely thrown off the loop um, when that scene happened. Like, I would have figured um, uh, Earwig having um, her new family uh, pretty much treat her like royalty would be like the midway point. You know, like most movies would have that turning point. Then it would go into the climax where everything falls apart and uh, they begin to reconcile and all that shit. That doesn't happen yeah. here. The, that um, middle ground part happens at the end, which is strange yeah. to me. It's it's so bizarre because it's like everything's fine. Why would the mom need to show up again? In fact, the mom showing up kind of ruins everything now, unless they all like I don't know. It doesn't answer anything. And like and like you set it up. They set it up where like the mystery is like when's the mom coming back? And then I thought, okay, the mom's gonna come back any minute now, any minute now, any minute now. And no, she never comes back. It's so bizarre. It's 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 really. I don't. I, I. They probably again. I. I. I understand that COVID was is is still a thing, whether whether people like to admit it or not. Yeah. We're still living in it. It's a never ending plague, baby. Um. But like, I have to criticize something for what's there because there were plenty of things that came out during this time period that were still phenomenal. You know, budget COVID or not, and this this just doesn't. I think what also took me off is that the lip sync was just. Terror for the English stuff. I don't know how it is in, Jap- in Japanese, but the link simping between lips and and and, th- and this is probably a budgetary reason too. But I have to call it out for it. The lip syncing was bad. Yeah, uh, in CG products, it's really hard to um, match the lip flaps with um, the translated dialogue. So I can understand that at least. But at the same time, it is kind of hard to not notice. It's off-putting. It's really off-putting. Um, I kind of wish I watched the movie in Japanese, uh, to be honest with you. Yeah. But, like, but, like, like, it's, it's a perfectly fine, I know we're, we're complaining about it a lot, but, like, when you, like, what's there, it's, it's just fine. Um, it's this, I think this, it's serviceable. I think the worst offender of it is the CGI, though, because of just how claustrophobic everything is i mean everything still has that ghibli look to the best you can do in cgi and this is their first time using cgi to this extent so i'm willing to give some leeway but it just comes off more as off-putting and not as like a lot of ghibli movies can stand alone on their story without the without ghibli's art direction i firmly believe that you know poco rosco house moving castle princess mononoke I don't, I don't know if you, I mean, like, granted, this was a novel before this, but, like, a lot of the charm that any of this movie has is in Earwig herself and, like, her facial expressions, and that's about it. Yeah, uh, whether this was a stylistic choice or not, uh, the CGI is one of the biggest factors that may make or break this movie for you. Yeah, um, uh, what did you think of Baba Yaga as sort of, like, she's not a villain, if anything, she's she any she's just an antagonist. But what did you think of her? Um, compared to like other um, 
characters of this template that we've seen in other Ghibli movies. I feel like uh, Bella Yaga is probably a bit more um, stubborn and um, a bit more mean-spirited than most others of this archetype. Um, I don't know. Um, it's just one of those uh, weird oddities. Yeah. I, 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 would, I would definitely agree with you. Um... Man, it just it just like you imagine waiting for a Ghibli film and then like this like and it's and it's this one. It just it just feels so feels so odd. Um I like there's not much to say about this movie because there's not there's not enough like I like again, most of if you like this movie and there's anything wrong with that, I'm not gonna call it a bad movie. It's definitely the worst Ghibli movie out there though. Yeah. I think so. I would say and, so. Which that's a shame because I would have thought I went to Tales of Versi, but I, even then, at least I have Willem Dafoe and and the beautiful you know art direction. This doesn't really have that to lean on, um, but like it just it just it, it I don't want I know I said it, it has that Ghibli magic, but I think it lacks that extra bit of spice to make it like that full Ghibli magic, that experience you look forward to whenever you open one of these movies up for the first time. Yeah, there isn't enough in this one to, like, hold your attention. Like, I found myself nodding off, like, more than three times in this film alone. Yeah, because, like I said, a lot of it, a lot of his repeat scenes of her and the, her and the, her and Earwig and Baba Yaga in the shop, Earwig cleaning up, Baba Yaga getting mad, the, 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 um, the, what, the Mandrake getting pissed, which I thought Mandrakes are plants, but whatever. Um, he's a man, maybe. Drake. Oh, I get <laughs> Drake. Um, uh, but like, you know, it just it just doesn't hit in any level, in my opinion. Um, I I don't have any more to say about this movie. Do you? I I really don't. I can't say that I do. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to see like you know what they said about the movie, what the what the premiere, what the reception. Um, yeah, 29% of 68%, 4 out of 10, uninspired as animation, um, to near total misfire for Ghibli, which, like, that's pretty, that's pretty damning. Um, it's definitely not ugly, but it definitely, like, a lot of people are noticing that. Um, you know, they, like you said, they just pale, they just, like, it feels like a pale imitation, you know, for, for all intents and purposes. It seems to be the consensus of it all. It really does. Um. Yeah, so but unfortunately, we start off really good, right? With with um, with uh, Nausicaa Valley of the Wind, right? We start off there in nineteen eighty eight. Was it eighty eight or eighty? Was it earlier? Um, hold on, I have it right here. Uh, 80, what uh, you, it was eighty four. Eighty six. Yeah, eighty four. It's eighty four. So we start. We go from nineteen eighty four to twenty twenty. Uh, twenty twenty one, technically. Um, but, uh, I guess 2020 for Japan. Um, a lot of good movies, uh, that we, we've able to visit. Well, let me ask you this before we move on to like our announcements of what we're going to, what we're going to pull next. Um, what Ghibli movie, um, surprised you that you didn't see before that you ended up liking more than you expected? What, what was, the, what would be that one? All right. So looking at the list here. Um, I'd say that the movie that probably surprised me the most was probably... Da, 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 da. 
either Castle in the Sky or Kiki's Delivery Service. Um, those are two movies that I pre practically knew nothing about. Um, the latter being um, only exposed to like early Disney movie previews and shit. Um, like their quality was uh, pretty high even back in the 80s and that pretty much uh, took me by surprise the most. And I still um, recall uh, us recording for those movies back many months prior to this one. Yeah. Uh, for me, I mean obviously you can see why like people were part to that up until like from 84 to 80 to 97 as the golden era of, of, of Ghibli. Um, I think for me, like in terms of like one, I didn't see, cause obviously I knew Nausicaa and Castle and Sky were great. I knew they were, it's just a matter of, I've never seen them before. I knew that I was, or, or even my neighbor Totoro. So I'm not counting those. I really, to me, it's, it's, it's a tie between two. And that's uh, Porco Rosco. Por Porco Rosso. I really enjoyed Porco. I might have to track down the Blu-ray of that and just to have it because of just how fun it is. Um, Michael Keaton as, as a pig is also great, but like just just the overall energy of it's really good. And then also surprisingly, Pom Poco, the one about the raccoons. I've really? it's not one of their not really their strongest ones, but just it's just like fun. Um, yeah. You know? Yeah, Whisper of the Heart was another great one that I wasn't expecting to like as much as I did. Yeah. And that was for one sure. that resonated with us personally. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, that one. That that one's definitely a, a powerful one. One thing I did learn though is like I, I will say, I think it goes without showing without saying that that um princess mononoke is definitely the most violent ghibli movie and definitely the most like hey maybe don't show this to your kids when they're like five yeah. you know like 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 they went and and if you look at that movie and you look at before and after no other ghibli movie goes that hard it doesn't it really doesn't no not not that um, i can remember anyway yeah it was joe I, I mean like the director um Again, it was Hayao Miyazaki, so of course it was him. But like, he never goes that hard again. Like, definitely theming wise, it's all the same. But like, Jesus Christ, this is now I know, and I, I feel confident having seen them all now that like that Mononoke is still my favorite. Um, is it the violence? Probably it's not. But like, Jesus, you just forget how violent things are. Um, but I think uh, overall, there's a reason why people like these movies. They they tell amazing stories. So, backed up with beautiful animation or aesthetics and they even, we even got two experimental ones with uh my neighbor the yamadas and the tale of princess kaguya um which were i didn't expect to like that one as much as i did um let alone that style um so that was that was fun um okay so now we finally have gotten through every single studio Ghibli movie um now it's time to pick for you to this first announce and for you to decide what will what series of movies we'll be watching next and tyler i know you've had one burning in the past but i don't know if that's changed or not what franchise and or series of movies are we watching next okay so i've been stewing on this for the past few weeks or so uh, you might be on board with this probably not i don't know it depends on your personal taste uh if you want to go through with this or not but Oh, what's that? Is this the work of an enemy stand? 
that's right. I am wanting to go back to JoJo and specifically part three uh, with Stardust Crusaders. All 48 episodes of the new anime. Uh, four episodes a week, meaning we'll have 12 episodes of complete nonsense to talk about, and I would totally be down for that. Okay. Um, okay. Well, I didn't expect a TV show to be a thing, but, you know, cinema is not just, you know, TV. It's not just movies. Um, wow, that caught me off guard. <laughs> uh, Hey everyone, Post Edit Tyler here, uh, coming to inform you that Ben and I have agreed uh, that uh, since JoJo is a TV show and technically not a movie, we decided to go against it. And my next pick is instead going to be the second thing I contemplated, the Fast and Furious movies. So look out for that when the poll comes up. Tie out. Uh, you know what? Um... I'm gonna throw a curveball. Well, I'm gonna, I'm, we're gonna go back to live action. In honesty, if 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 I have it my way, um, I I, I want to, uh, and I I got a taste of this during my vacation, so I kind of want to see more. Um, my pick is gonna be the Mission Impossible movies. Ooh. Um, uh, so I I think that would be fun to to go through. That'd be fun. Um, I think that I think that'll be fun. I don't think that'll be fun to go to uh, to go through. Tom Cruise. I've seen the first one already. I don't mind rewatching them. They're all on Amazon Prime except for like the most recent two, I think, which is you can rent them at this point. Um, so and then there's a new one coming out, but it didn't matter. So yeah, there you go. There's our picks, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Tyler, uh, please tell the people what uh, what they um, where they can find you. You can follow me on Twitter at hey, it's that tie. Check the pinned tweet to take you to my YouTube channel, Home Attire Shoes Reviews, where I review old-ass fighting memes for your pleasure. I will also be streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash tireshoes1, where you can uh, see me doing all sorts of different shenanigans, pending title. And you can follow me at twitter.com slash marvelousiggy and catch me live four times a week at twitch.tv slash iggytoy14 and go to trashers.com for this episode as well as our past episodes. Thank you, everybody. Uh, we'll see you all next time for either Mission Impossible or JoJo Part 4. Until three. next time. Part 3. Sorry. Part 3. Part 3. Until next time, guys. Bye-bye. Peace, everyone. Thank you for watching at Cinema Shot Theater.